This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 1037 WEEI. Back here on the Martin Kitchen Show. Thanks to Jared Free for joining us. It is now time for the rapid fire. NFL week one rapid fire. This is great. Let's go. Let's go. That's right. Let's get it. Sorry, I was wrestling with Devin's chair back there. Um, Thoughts on the Chandler Jones situation with the, with the Vegas Raiders? A mess. Uh, I'm just glad he's one of the guys I'm glad that this team kind of rid themselves of. And I, I was thinking about this kid real quick. Mm-hmm. Once again, we've talked about it. Good player stats. All those things are there. When did he ever make a big play for this team when he was here? I don't remember one bit, literally not one big play he ever made when he was here. It wasn't worth the headache. It's just laughable. Whatever he was complaining about out in, in Vegas, I'm dying, whatever. Yeah, it's too bad uh, him and his brother are both knuckleheads because they're both phenomenally talented. I wonder what Chandler Jones could have been if his head was screwed on straight his entire career. Right. We know it wasn't. Um, John Jones is probably the greatest fighter of all time. Uh, How much greater could he have been? Instead of, you know, getting too involved with blow and hookers and speeding around and causing car crashes. Next. Who will lead the league in sacks this year? Oh, T.J. Watt, maybe? Or how about, it's hard to go away from Micah Parsons. I think Dallas's defense is going to be good. I'll say Micah Parsons. I'll go Chalk. I'll go Judon. Wow. Matthew Judon. Now, you see, the, the, my worry with him, though, Kitch, is we've sort of seen the best of Matthew Judon. Yeah. And I still think he's going to be productive. Uh, lead the league in sacks. I, I don't know if I can get I mean, that. He's right. He's been right there the last he's two been years. Right there, but he tails off. Um, yeah, and, and I think the defense around him might be a little bit better now. So I, I'll give it to Judon. Okay. Nick Bosa for going Homer. All right, Homer. 
Next. I'm a Niners fan. Uh, should the Patriots try and trade for Mike Evans if Tampa does trade him? And if not, who should try and acquire the well, disgruntled wide receiver? Let's talk about this real quick from the Patriots' side. What would he trade for Mike Evans? Are you giving him future draft picks? A 30, 30-year-old wide receiver, that's not a move to build towards the future, but that is a move to give a bigger playmaking type to Mac Jones. So I'm interested, but at what cost? I think we're going to know everything we need to know after week one, and then I can answer that question more effectively. On the surface, I'd say yes. Why not? You need as much playmaking help as you can get. He's big. He's proven. He's been durable. He's been out there, 1,000-yard machine. Uh, But, again, if you're not really going anywhere, why at this juncture give up anything like an asset or a draft At that point, why wouldn't you have just paid Hopkins instead of paying Evans and dealing away assets to get him? The team that I might – if I'm going to trade for him, Kansas City. Why not? That seems like the obvious one. Yep. I mean, they need the help. They were in on Hopkins, sort of, weren't they, kind of? Or they're always in the market for a playmaking wide receiver that Mahomes can elevate. You're in your win-now mode. If you really want to stamp your legacy, you win back-to-back. I think that's a prerequisite for Dynasty. Um, I know that's a little bit, you know, the Spurs might say otherwise, but... I think if you really want to be an official dynasty, at one point you have to win back-to-back titles. Next. Which player offensively will step up for the Patriots tomorrow? You know what, Kitch? Can I say a name that I haven't heard a damn thing about, and maybe this is my fault, and I feel like it would work in this situation specifically? What about Marcus Jones? Has he been kind of hurt all Is all that what camp? it is? He's just been hobbled? And, and Jack Jones is not playing in this no, game. Jack Jones isn't play- But I'm thinking of some of those quick pat. He might be your most dynamic situation. Yeah. Right? I mean, maybe Demario Douglas turns into something that we weren't expecting this early on. But why aren't I hearing more about Marcus Jones, especially if you don't think you're going to be able to throw the ball down the field? You can't run it because you've got the, the bad offensive line. Now guys are sick. Where's Marcus Jones's name, Ben? I think that's a guy that maybe, you know, flies under the radar and can make some plays for you against a team like the Eagles. Interesting. I, I think um, Hunter Henry's going to pop a little tomorrow. All right. Based on one of the things we talked about earlier in terms of how you're going to attack that Eagles defense, I think the, you know, the middle of the field is going to be where you need to go and where's Hunter Henry going to operate, probably there along with a slot guy. So I, I'll go with Hunter Henry. Next. Good stuff. All right. This week on the Hard Rock Hard Knocks finale, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers said he saw a UFO when he was a rookie coming into the league. Thoughts on this proclamation and thoughts on the whole Hard Knocks season? Uh, that means nothing to me. Again, I was having this conversation with somebody. Seeing a UFO, that's just like you saw something in the air. You didn't know what it was. That's an identif- unidentified flying object. Yeah, that's I need, literally what that is. I need a picture. Okay, and I thought about that. We we're talking a lot about aliens and these government officials are talking about they. I need picture. I need video. I need – this is a day and age. We, if this was 1996 and somebody saw an alien in their backyard, fine. You know, you might have to take their word for it. We all have cameras, phones, this, that. Now, I hope it's never me, but I need somebody with these encounters happen to, show, to have a video or a picture before I go all in on believing. Yeah. Everyone has a powerful camera in their pocket, and there's no pictures. Usually in their hands. Never mind. You're not even in their pocket. Yeah. Are ready to go. Yeah. And there's no pictures? Nothing. Nah, man. I'm not believing it. Listen, I think there's aliens. I don't think they've come here. Yeah. But, I, like, in terms of, 
are there intelligent life forms outside of Earth or this galaxy? I think there's a hundred percent chance of that. Ninety nine point nine percent chance of that. But where it becomes where it gets to a different level though, Kitch, are there life forms outside of the Earth? Sure, like I happily believe that. But are they constructing aircrafts that can travel through galaxies to get to Earth? That's a different level, and that would freak me the frig out. Oh, what, what kind of power? Are, like how how do how are they generating the power to do that? There's a million questions to be asked. Well, that's what I'm saying. If there but was I, some animal that was discovered on Mars, that's not going to freak me out. That, and some, that's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean, in, like truly intelligent, not necessarily human-like, but. I guess human-like. Right, that would be a little. That's a that's a game changer. Yeah, they're building aircrafts. Little green men. Slug on Mars. Go. Do you think the Patriots should build a statue of Tom Brady outside of July? Does he deserve one? Yeah. No, he doesn't yeah. deserve. It. Of course he does. What are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he. Here's a better question. He, if yep. they build the statue, what is he doing? You know, what image are they putting up there? Interesting. Uh, they're probably doing like one of the let's goes. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I, know I know. I can envision what you're saying. Yeah. Or him and Bill O'Brien yelling at each other on the sideline. That would be a good one. I think the um, statue should just pop up out of the lighthouse every time they score a touchdown. That That's definitely the answer, Kitch. I think that's what it would be, the let's go image of him screaming. The one that I would love, and you know where I'm going, is when he spiked the ball in the snow. I thought that was such an iconic moment, and yeah, but then he fell over. Yeah, but you didn't put you don't put him on the ground. You I know, him. but he he spiked it, and then the, his momentum took him to fall over into the snow. And that was before he was really Tom Brady, too. It would definitely be the let's go, and that's probably the answer. That's probably the best answer. Next, his first playoff game put good pick. My last question: uh, Teen recently passed away doing the one chip challenge, which led to the one chip challenge being pulled from stores. Thoughts on this? What's the one sip challenge? Again? One chip. One, one chip? chip? What happened? It's like a super spicy chip, right? Yeah, it's like a viral thing. I'm sure Devin knows a lot about it from TikTok. Why are you saying that? Because he's heavy? No, he I guess chips? he couldn't hand- handle whatever was in it, and he passed away. Oh, I meant Devin. I thought, well, oh, I just throw a Devin chip? In there. A potato chip? Yeah, yeah. Um, but what caused the death? It's awful. I, he had he like an er- allergic reaction? Died, or telling me? Yeah, yeah. the ingredients were in the chip. Like, they were selling them in stores. Like, literally, just one single chip, but it was spicy as hell, and people would do, like, the, the video, you know, stuff yeah, on here, TikTok here it and is. all that. And any, any challenge that surfaces on TikTok is a bad idea. Yep. So if it's a, tick, a blank TikTok challenge, bad idea. Dangerous, get away from it. Yeah, I mean, they're all dumb. Uh, stop doing those things because, like, you know, you try and do the cinnamon challenge, you might not realize that you have some kind of aversion to cinnamon. And it's awful. The cinnamon challenge is horrible. The only one that I don't think is can be dangerous is maybe like the saltine challenge. Can you eat a full sleeve of saltines without drinking anything? Um, but I remember a radio station did the um, hold your wee for a wee. Did you ever hear about this? Hold your wee for a wee. So they brought people in and were just basically force-feeding them water. How long can you hold your piss in? Whoever holds it the longest wins. And the woman who, I guess, won, died within like an hour after it because she drank so much water. Which, by the way, water can kill you. Great. That's great. These things are all really, really stupid. 
I remember one time that, like, when I was in high school, the local middle school had, like, an expose on Fox 25 News because they were doing, like, this knockout challenge where they would strangle themselves in front of each other to see who could do it the longest before getting passing out. All right, my producer's question is, since it's week one in the NFL, what's your best week one game from the years that the Patriots have played that you enjoyed? That's a great question. So I always go back to this one, and this is 1994. It's um, Patriots-Dolphins at Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami. It's Bledsoe-Marino, and it's an epic shootout. Now, the Patriots stunk the year before Bledsoe's rookie year, particularly at the beginning of the season, but they kind of came on strong at the end. So there was this like feeling of, like, oh, this seems going to be kind of good moving forward. Now, they lost the Dolphins in this shootout because Marino found Irving Fryer wide open for some bizarre reason. But they hung with the Dolphins, and they had a really, really good game. And that was the first time I was like, We're gonna, the Patriots are going to be kind of good. And they ended up making the playoffs and getting bounced by the Browns that year. But that game has always, always stuck with me. Okay, I'm going to give you two real quick. Number one, the, year, the next year, 1995. It was, a, it was a Labor Day weekend. This is when the NFL started on Labor Day, kids. Mm-hmm. Browns at Patriots. The Patriots, to that point, had still been bad, and they won. And well, they, they just upset. lost to the Browns in the playoffs the year before. Yeah, right, and they won that game. And it was 1-0, and and it was a, I remember it being a big deal for the 9-year-old me. They won the game on a last second, whoever it was. Was Curtis Martin on the team at that point? Somebody. You know, 95 was his the, rookie year. I think they jumped over the pile and scored a touchdown towards the end of the game on a goal line running play and won the game. It was a big deal for me. And then this one, I think, relates a little bit more to this year. 2007, at the Jets, Mm. Randy Moss. Mm. Why does it relate to this year? I don't think any of us knew, Kitsch, when that game, when that season started, exactly what the Patriots were going to get from Randy Moss. We all knew he was good, but they didn't know exactly what they were going to get. No, we had no idea because it was like, how is Brady? Brady's not like this big deep ball master. That's right. You know, he's got a strong enough arm to throw it out there, but he's not super accurate throwing deep balls. It was like, what is Moss going to do here? Like, how are they going to figure out how to use this? And then he comes out, what do you have, two touchdown catches? Yeah, and he was like a damaged asset coming from the Raiders. Yeah, it was a fourth round pick because he quit on the Raiders. But I'm just saying, the Patriots, I'm assuming, we've never, I don't know if they've talked about this, they knew something that everybody else didn't know. They knew that Moss was going to be a stud. And when they got on the field, instantly they showed that. And we all knew right then and there, week one, oh bleep, this is going to be a different situation this year. This, they're on a different level. And we didn't know it was going to be like that. And then he saw, he showed out, they were throwing it deep, and it was different. That's sort of what I'm looking for tomorrow. Not Moss, obviously not going to look like that, but oh, wow, that's way more productive than I thought. That was easier than it looked. That's easier than I thought it was going to be. They're more dynamic than I thought they were going to be. The way I felt like that in 2007, we didn't know Moss was going to be that dynamic. Oh, crap, this is a different level team than we even thought. Is the way I need to sort of feel tomorrow. So that's a good way to segment into tomorrow. So I guess 2007, 95, those always stick out to me. All right, thanks for your help, boys. Thanks to Jared Free, Kitch, always a pleasure. Enjoy the week one. Um, we're looking forward to, obviously, that game. We'll catch up next week and react. This is the Mark and Kitchen Show, 103.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.